0: whenever we're in the barbershop and we're debating who the best basketball players are, it's like, well, is it Jordan? Is it Kobe? (laughs) Is it LeBron? And it's just like, so, you know, when you're talking about CryptoPunk, I guess I'm not surprised because at the end of the day, you're talking about Jordan, right?
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Floor is Rising, with host Sabretooth, a professional NFT collector, and Kizu, a professional art critic. On this podcast, we talk deeply about the business of creating, collecting, and analyzing NFTs. So, if you are a creator or a collector of NFTs, jump in—the water is warm.
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome to a special series on the floors rising. Um, we call it the Floors Rising NFT Awards, and uh, what we have done is we have surveyed our prize guests some also some some nft collectors influencers on, on twitter uh, a non scientific sample so people if you if you don't agree with the results you know dm me and, and get into getting to the next uh, awards so that you can vote for the things that you like and we divided into five categories nft artists PFP, generative artists game and today's topic which is metaverse whatever that means to to the person voting and to I guess, discuss the results of this sort of inaugural result. With us today, Brandon Buchanan, um, second time guest uh, on the show, we invited him specifically to talk about this, the category of PFPs for our Voice Rising NFT award show. Welcome to the show again, Brandon. Thanks for having me. In the awards, the most people voted for it. The number one PFP had by far the most votes out of any category, any project sort of voted on. We'll we'll reveal that, uh, uh, you know, at the end. But, you know, there there were some surprises um, sort of, you know, as we get into it, the number four vote getting project uh, is uh, Doodles. Uh, That's, uh, that is a little bit surprising
0: that Doodles made it into number four. I mean, I think, uh, especially as of of late, right, Doodles have been making a pretty big splash. Uh, I think, Right at NFT NYC, they were making a bunch of announcements. They have a new uh, CEO who comes from uh, Billboard as a background. Uh, they announced Pharrell as their brand ambassador. Uh, they just dropped the duplicator. So I guess imminently, uh, we have a V2 version of the doodles uh, that'll be coming out. And, and you, know, you need to have a, a doodle plus a duplicator to be able to, to you know, create this sort of uh, derivative version uh, of a doodle. Uh, so that's uh, coming. But I think that the Doodle community has always been uh, pretty robust, right? I mean, if you're on Twitter um, and you're kind of paying attention, I think they've been very uh, communicative. People love uh, the burnt toast uh, artwork. I think Evan and uh, Jordan, uh, who are the founding members of the team, are have also been very, um, you know, not just aggressive, but, um, you know, Interested in, in making you know NFTs available to everyone, so I think their their kind of core mission uh, is not just to have this sort of ultra exclusive, you know, only ten thousand you know members of, of you know, the Doodle community, but to widen it out. Um, and you know, I think that's a, a kind of an important mission and very distinct uh, from some of the other uh, projects that are out there. And so um, I guess it's not so surprising, right? It's like a, a pretty interesting minimalistic, um, you know, artwork. Uh, I think they have some pretty cool features I, the, one of the ones that I, I particularly like is the, uh, what is it? Like the rainbow <laughs> rainbow kind of vomit that's coming out. Um, you know, but I love those. I love the, 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 they have this like, um, one that's almost looks like it's wearing like a whale, uh, sleeping bag. And then they've got a couple of, uh, some interesting cats. So, you know, all that's to say, I guess, I'm, I guess I'm not so surprised. I think there's something for everyone, um within that project and then i think long term we're going to start to see you know more things like music uh and whatnot incorporated at least that's what um some of their hires and and you know between pharrell and and the gentleman from uh billboard seems to indicate and sort of same thing with the the space doodles that they did not too long ago
2: one thing that really strikes me is they've kind of you know in terms of the the same category in terms of projects aimed at non-profitable they've really really gone like above and beyond in terms of like, <clears throat> I, I see the stuff they're doing. And <laughs> if you remove the word NFT and, and sort of just close one eye and pretend they're not an NFT project, like I could see that, that they're either, either like a streetwear clothing brand or like some sort of like like record label brand or like it's it's almost like, you know, the NFT is is kind of like not, like, like, they're trying to build more than just an NFT, right? They're, they're, yeah, that's exactly right. They're trying to build some sort of brand that just gets out of the NFT, and, and I wonder how you feel about that because one is like that's pretty expensive to do, right? Because I know that, for example, they raised like a, a VC funding from like um, headed by like Seven Seven Six, so they've obviously like prepared for a massive kind of you know capital intensive brand building exercise.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I, I was actually surprised that they um, I think that they they took in the funding from Alexis O'Hanigan and 776. I'm not sure who the other co-investors were uh, for that. Um, but obviously there were there was a rash of um, you know investments from Yuga Labs to I believe uh, Boss Beauties uh, had raised capital. Um I'm forgetting i'm forgetting the investor for that but you no know, moonbirds uh, as well i think they took in uh investor capital so you had a bunch of these projects that that were taking in capital um and so i think it, it made sense for them too if the you know the opportunity presented itself especially before you know we kind of hit crypto winter right i mean um you know, things got you know, pretty gnarly the last um couple months with 3ac and everything else so i mean fortuitous timing uh for them to be able to add to their team but but to your, to, you know, to your question directly, um, you know, I've I've spoken to Jordan, you know, a number of times, and you know, if you look at their background, uh, you know, from work that they've done previously, they're they're sort of super OG uh, in the crypto space. I, I feel like he had been connected with I uh, wasn't NBA uh, shot but certainly with like um, you know ecosystems like you know, Mooncats and things like that. So um, he certainly sees a much bigger, you know, doodle-verse, if you will, right? Uh, to your point that everybody uh, can own a doodle or participate in this ecosystem. There's a new entry point with, you know, the duplicators. And I think there will be other things uh, in the future and on the roadmap. So, you know, uh, for me, um, I I love what they're a- attempting to do. Um, I, 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 you know, I like that we're moving away uh you know from this uh i guess idea that the pfps are just there to flex and i like the idea that you know nfts can be a gateway to um you know community uh a gateway to, to participating um and in, in governance and you know a, to your point a, a bunch of other things i mean even us sort of with metaphor i mean you know obviously we've been buying you know sort of grill nfts but now my focus is really on you know building financial products on top of nfts to allow this sort of additional layer of transacting so uh, i've been focusing a lot on you know the nft lending space and so companies like uh you know uh metastreet and arcade and you know nft Fi and drop and and, and a few others I i won't name them all but um you know, there, it's, it's, it's very important, right, that like in the metaverse that if we do own these objects, like what are the different things that we're able to do with it? You know, borrow, lease, um, extract capital from it, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I, I, I'm i kind of all for it. It's very ambitious. Um, I think the players that they are, are bringing on, I mean, a Pharrell to me is uh, just one of those guys, whether you, you know love the music from NERD or that Pharrell has put out. Um, you know, this is a, a person that just has his finger on the pulse of culture. And, you know, for him to take on this assignment of being a brand ambassador for Doodles, they must have sold him on this vision that, you know, everybody is a Doodle or everybody should be a Doodle. You know what I mean? And so whether it's, uh, you know, music or corporate or, or whatever it is, um, I, I'm excited to see what what sort of comes on the roadmap.
1: It wouldn't have been the, my first guess to that, that Pharrell would have come on board for for, for doodles. So, so there, there's something me, I think very interesting here, um, which is that you, know, you said everyone can be a doodle, everyone should have a doodle. There's a kind of like, um, not vanilla, but there's a kind of universality about the, the simple yeah. kind of illustration style uh, onto which I think anything can be projected. I think some other projects uh, might come across as very decided, like in terms of the artwork. Um, mm-hmm. whereas doodles is like very, it's almost like the Hello Kitty of, of DFPs. There's, I mean, they, there is like, like Hello Kitty, there's many of them have no mouth. Right. And, um, that that's been said to be one of the keys to Hello Kitty's, um, universal appeal, which is that it, it's, it's so unassuming and, um, it, it's a blank canvas on which, you know, you can project any, and, and. All of your emotions, right? So I think there, there's something there that um, maybe they've cottoned onto in terms of the zeitgeist.
0: Thank you, thank you for correcting me. Yeah, you're right. It was it was um, you know CryptoKitties, not Mooncats. I said Mooncats earlier with Jordan. Oh, right, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but just, so, just... The, the the thing about Pharrell, um, you know, I guess there's this sort of cross pollination that's also happened, right? I mean, if you if you look. Pharrell had also joined, um, I want to say he's on the board of a company called Gota. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but, uh, you know, they've created this sort of assembly of top, you know, artists and top art curators and, uh, you know, OG sort of uh, influencers in the crypto space. I think Jimmy Heath is is a part of the board as well. Uh, But essentially, they're trying to be this bridge between you know, traditional art and digital art and being a platform for folks that, you know, traditionally are getting, you know, six figures, seven figures for their artwork in, you know, the sort of the physical world and bringing them on board. And so recently they did a launch with uh, Nina Chanel Abney, which some people may be familiar with her uh, her work because she designed uh, the album cover for a rapper by the name of Meek Mill. Uh, mm. But she's also very, she's just a very, very, you know, prolific, Uh, Mm -hmm. artists when people are looking at sort of new contemporary work and so she just released you know I think 5,000 PFPs through Gota I think it ended up being a a pretty good success for a first run Uh, but they also have cause and I I believe uh, Jeff Koons may be on board as well so you're going to start to see these you know really really amazing traditional artists experimenting with you know, this sort of you know digital form or or NFT, if you will, and so Pharrell is is part of that project too. And so I say all that to say I, th- I think there are a few people who are connected with you know Gota um, who are also you know either tangentially connected or really big believers in doodles. And so um, you know I, I guess like the, the Pharrell hiring um, isn't isn't so crazy to me. I mean I think as a as a brand you know looking at what he's done with. Billionaire Boys Club and and Human Made and a couple others. I I would assume that you know the the whole Doodle philosophy sort of resonated with him and and this sort of um, uh, to, to your point this uh, uh, availability to all or the the aspiration for that. I'm sure that connected with him in a very deep way.
2: Let's move to number number three. So you know, Doodles was kind of you know this kind of like. You know appealing very appealing both aesthetically and also in terms of you know what they're doing to to kind of non crypto native people um the, the next project i would say is 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 possibly on the on the other spectrum of that and and that's kind of nouns nouns is is interesting at three
0: because you know i think uh for a lot of people um maybe including myself a lot of time price point uh will kind of you know Predicate sort of which communities you gravitate towards and what have you. And so I think, you know, looking at at nouns, I believe the floor is 130th or somewhere in that neighborhood. And so you would imagine, you know, for a lot of folks, same way, like sort of board eight, it's just not really, it's not a, it's not a realistic, um, purchase um, but so that's i mean i think that's exciting right i think what people are looking at with with nouns instead of so the, the folks who are not familiar with it they look like these almost like little uh i guess pic- pixelated uh images like sort of very square and boxy uh sort of an homage to to super grimplin if, both, if folks are familiar uh with him from you know, cryptodes and, and other works but um, anyways, they're, they're very famous for the, uh, nouns glasses. I think if, if anyone had seen like a, a Budweiser ad or, um, just these kind of very like square frames, it's like a quintessential, uh, noun. And so anyway, so it's very interesting because of the way that they are releasing, right? I think a lot of other PFP projects from, you know, Board uh, to, to CryptoPunks, you know, they allowed folks to mint, uh, out of the 10,000, you know in their in kind of their early days it was like first come first serve and then obviously that evolved to like whitelist and you know everything everything else that came after that with like the discords and, and the grinding and whatnot right and like now with with nouns um every day uh they do an option for for a noun and i think there's some pretty interesting um i think there's some pretty interesting implications that uh come from that one sort of getting a a in real time, gauge uh, of where price and where demand is versus you know just being able to go on OpenSea and seeing what the buy now price is. Um, so having this kind of live auction, um, creating this record history, you know, not in like a Dutch auction way, but creating this history of sort of like you know what the demand was for a particular noun, what were the attributes of that noun uh, that that people liked. Um, you know, what were the traits that may have been uh, more demanding? But you know, this is all happening daily and kind of you know at random. Um, there's 24 hours uh, that people can bid uh, on a particular now. Um, and so the, the proceeds from that now ended up going to uh, a, tr- a treasury, um, which, again, I think is uh, pretty interesting. I, d- I can't speak to all of the different team dynamics, but typically the, the proceeds don't go to a, a treasury that you know, the community gets to use and, and vote on either acquiring assets or whatever, right? Most of the time it goes to, uh, you know, the founding team. Um, so I think that's a, you know interesting dynamic as well. A hundred percent of the proceeds are going to the treasury. Um, and, you know, as I, I kind of alluded to, they you know, they have a, a DAO where, you know, you own a noun and, you know, one, one noun, one vote, or one person, one vote. And um, so I, I just think that these are all sort of interesting evolutions uh, for for a PFP project that are very distinct from anything else, um, you know that is that is out there. And so um, I, I forget. There's something. There's there's. Um, I know the founders will get some sort of uh, remuneration in the future, like some percentage of the supply or or what have that's you. But
2: ten percent of the supply. So every every tenth now is uh, is one that goes ah, to the founder. That's right. That's that's right. That's right. That's right that's right
0: um, and and but I mean I think in terms of like a, a fair distribution you know this is a, a you know pretty compelling model and you know so I think you know to see it in third I mean I think that's pretty exciting um, you know I think obviously there's been some connectivity with corporate brands I believe Budweiser had switched their uh, their PFP to I want to say like a glass of beer with with the nouns glasses on it or something like that and then they also had a feature um you know in this in this, the super bowl and so um they they do have you know public visibility but you know vis-a-vis maybe i mean again i don't know i don't know what the, the next two you guys are going to say i i can assume but i like you know over azuki which was very popular and hot at one time and then i think clone x you know, it's very surprising, right? Because of the things that Artifact were doing and then, you know, the acquisition uh, by Nike
2: and what have you. If you just look at the distribution mechanism uh, and just not smart contracts, I mean, I, I don't know anything about them. I don't know any announced, but when I just look at it, I just think, like, these are good, these guys are DeFi OGs, right? Just, just look at the way they distribute, look at the way the project is set up, look at the, the aesthetics. Uh, these guys are just DeFi OGs. Like, it's, it's definitely people <laughs> who are really into DeFi. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not just a smart contract, but just in terms of the mechanics itself, right? So they have they they, they don't mention anything about roadmap, right? They no no one no one knows what they're going to do with the money they have. Like I think close to thirty million dollars worth of ETH in their treasury. Yeah, so no, yeah, no one knows what they're going to do with the money. They don't talk about what they're going to do with the money. Um, their ethos well, is conceivably
0: easy. conceivably the noun the noun holders get to vote on on whatever right.
2: whatever is going to be done, right? Right. So so that means that they're super like. You know, decentralization first, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone's kind of voting, which is very. I mean, this is uh, this is sort of pretty accepted in the in the in the DeFi world, but in the NFT world, this is not a thing at all. Right? NFT world is mostly about like teams and roadmaps and execute, right? Like we talked about Doodles, that's that's what they're about. They have a core team, they're executing, they have a vision that they're going to execute that. That's what not, not what Nouns is about at all. Um, and then the second thing is very like. The, the, the two things that I know about them in terms of like the narrative and, and what's driving the popularity is one that uh, kind of this fair distribution mechanism, um, sort of treasury. And then the the, the second thing would be uh, the, uh, the, um, uh, the 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 copyright mechanism um, on the image mm. itself, which is, you know, creative commons. Um, anyone can use it at any time. Um, sort of no copyright. They're really, really sort of championing that, um, and those two things are very sort of crypto-native um, sort of cultural values to kind of um, uh, uphold, and, and and that's basically what rallies the community around them, right? The fact that they have a shit ton of money, and the fact that their their images are all completely open source, um, and you know, no one knows what they're going to do with the money. Um, the one thing that I know they did with the money was kind of do a Super Bowl ad, <laughs> partner with Budweiser, which seems strange to me, um, coming from like a project that is very kind of crypto OG kind of flavor that they went that way. So it's it's you know it's it's super surprising to me, um, and it's and it's yeah it's a little bit strange.
0: I think for them to to make it to number three, uh, you know, through your polling, I think speaks to uh, you know a very elevated and knowledgeable uh, listener base I, is what I would attribute it to, right? Because if I if I was asking you know, either a casual person or, you know, just friends of mine, like name your top uh, three NFT projects, I don't think nouns would come anywhere close. I think it would be, you know, Bored Ape, uh, which everyone knows about at this point, CryptoPunks, and then I think, like I said, I think people would say something to the effect of of uh, CloneX or, or Artifact. I think those are the ones, you know, that everybody is has kind of heard about at this point. So to see nouns there, I think it's really interesting. I mean, it's like it's, it's it's a it's compelling to your point. They have a ton of of capital. It's going to be very interesting to see how that gets deployed, whether it just ends up being for, you know, floor sweeping other nouns and consolidating votes, um, you know, advertisements, because to date, and, you know, uh, one of my very, very first investments when I got into crypto uh, was with Decred, which I still consider the kind of only really operating and functional uh, DAO that's out there. Um, you know, governance and sort of managing proposals and people is very difficult and very complex. And you know, even Decred they have this, this system called Collatia, where you can go on there, you can submit it to the community. Folks can vote on it, uh, whether or not you know it will you know extend to you know a, a yes or no vote, and how the capital from the treasury gets deployed. So I know that they for was a compound with Noun. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they manage. Um, Again, how they manage the voting uh, mechanics and how they manage the treasury dollars, and sort of you know who the folks in the community who are buying these nouns and you know what their personal interests uh, will be. But certainly, I think this is uh, you know an, an interesting project because I think you have this uh, reflexive. ETH uh, e value, right? I mean, based on how many nouns have been produced since they started minting, I'm on the website now, I see noun 379. So I'll just assume that 378 nouns have been, uh, you know, minted through this auction process. Uh, I thought maybe there's more, but it, it sounds like there should be more with, with 25,000 in the treasury. But anyways, I mean, you have this sort of, you know, de facto uh, value, right? Like you're, you're, you're basically buying Basically, putting ETH, contributing ETH uh, to be a member uh, of this DAO. So it'll be very interesting to see how this entire ecosystem uh, evolves.
1: I think both of you were basically implying that this DeFi stance applied to a PFP is the educated or the insider choice. Um, and I, I think I, I want—I I was thinking of digging a bit deeper into that because are we are we you know, is Nouns kind of a unique um, outlier in that in that sense, or do you think that actually uh, we might see more of these projects that that have a similar, not not exactly the same mechanics as Nouns, but um, you know, something that's that's more the projects that are more uh, centered on um, DeFi ideals, so to speak. Um, and and whether that's going to be, you know, for example, in, in the art in the art world, we have um, artists that are considered art the artists, artists, right? So it's it's not necessarily, although you know, in some cases, it's they are critically acclaimed. Uh, these are the artists that that only other artists admire because they are either so conceptually. Uh, out there or you know so niche in their aesthetic uh or or extremely obscure in the, in, in their chosen themes that they you know it, it's kind of a cult a cult status symbol right um arguably i think you know by definition nouns can't be that because it's still within the rubric of something that we call pfps right so it's it's still a very recognizable template um, of, of NFT products. And so, you know, even though we may be somewhat surprised to see it coming at number three, I think there's still, uh, you know, there could have been any number of uh, other, perhaps more likely candidates, like like Brandon mentioned. Um, obviously, Azuki's and, and Clonex uh, seemed to have, at least when they were dropped, you know, and and, and subsequently the uptake they seem to have more mainstream adoption, appeal, whatever, publicity. Um, but I think, you know, there, there's something to be said of the slow burn. And I think, you know, for nouns, that's, I think, going to literally be the case because it's going to take something like 30 years for them to reach 10K, right? Uh, by definition of the the kind of emissions rates, so to speak.
2: So let's, let's now move on to, I guess, the number two, uh, Vote Getter, number two PFP project. Um, I just want to say before I announce who it is that <clears throat> the number of votes that this project got <clears throat> uh, would have made it come first in three other categories, right? <laughs> so so, yeah. so the, 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 this project got, um, you know, <laughs> uh, a lot of votes, right? Um, and and the project is yop uh, Yopklom. Well, that's the... Uh-
0: you know they they've become the de facto leader uh among uh pfp projects right i think i don't think we've seen anything like their ascent uh over the last year really i can't i can i can't really pinpoint anything that has had so much cultural uh disruption as as board apes have had over the last year and you know, they they just hit all the right notes and, you know, touched the right nerve of, of culture. And I think obviously a lot of it was driven by, you know, um, uh, celebrity uh, interest. But that that wasn't the big driver in the beginning. Right. I mean, they did utility and i i categorize utility in this case it's like being able to generate additional revenues for their holders their members of the club better than anybody has been able to and you know starting from uh you know the mutants and the dogs and and then the ape coin which is you know um that airdrop I think when it dropped was at like $5 and even throughout this crypto winter, it's still sitting at around six bucks. It peaked at around 20. So people who exited, you know, kind of anywhere between five and 20, they made $75,000 just on $75 or more just on, on the coin itself. And then you're getting, you know, the other side, the, they're creating a metaverse and saw, I guess it was July 16. They did another demo 4,500 or some odd folks. Uh, were are all participating in this browser with no latency, um, you know, the the huge series seed <laughs> fundraising, if we can call it a seed fundraising for you know half a billion dollars. Um everything that they've done is phenomenal, right? Um the acquisition of IP from Larva Labs, um, just another seminal moment uh in, in the NFT space. I mean, there's not much bad I can say about it. I mean, we we own uh one of the, the gold apes that has the uh the 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 beanie cap. Uh, turtleneck and a couple other features um and you know we also had a nose fur with our very first vehicle so we we had bought you know a board a maybe a week or two after mint um and you know so i've i've been a big fan you know of what they've been doing for uh, a very long time and so you know i think their contribution to the uh, NFT space, particularly with with the PFPs, I mean, it just has to be revered, right? I mean, it's like they literally have have just done um, you know so much um, across the board, and so um, I'm not surprised to hear that they're second. I would have probably expected to to see them, you know, falling in uh, to the first slot, and you know, they are. Um, man, I, I you know some people. The, the art may not necessarily be for everybody, but I can tell you. And I don't. I, I would love to hear you guys' take on this, but uh, I I owned a, a board ape personally, and it was you know the really kind of the only PFP um, that I just like. I connected with it so much that I just thought I would never sell it. You know what I mean? It was just like you are part of this sort of ape follow ape community. It's a very very robust uh uh you know twitter community discord channel um and what have you um it's just there's just something very special uh and and distinct there and you know i i, I don't think this qualifies as like cantillion effect but I, I think it's called something different, but now that they they've created this uh, that the train has already started moving and running right, and they have so much capital uh, at their disposal, and there's so much velocity uh, on the trading side of things, things with 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 volume that it really has become this just sort of juggernaut that you just cannot um, you can't you can't avoid it, right? And so, to some degree, as Yuga goes, and I hope this does kind of change, right? It's the same thing with like you know Bitcoin, and you know I'm not here to debate. Bitcoin maxi and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, in many ways, it's, I think it's great that there are, that Bitcoin dominance kind of, you know, falls over time um, and that you have more diversity in terms of, you know, different projects. I think I hope the same thing, you know, for NFTs, right? We don't need, you know, Yuga
2: Labs. So they are by far the most polarizing project in all of NFTs, I think. Um, In terms of like friends I have in the space, Half of them love board games. Half of them hate it. <laughs> and um, and and you know, loving board is easy to understand, right? Because they've they've just in terms of execution, no one's no one's kind of been being, being, being better. Like some people would call it luck, but you know, whatever you call it, they've executed, right? They've they they've, they've, they've executed, and, and the proof is in the kind of putting in the, in the marketplace. Um, in terms of people who 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 hate them, this is, this is a little bit more interesting. So, I think you know, there's a, there's a portion of people who who hate them who I think don't understand what what they've actually done, right? <clears throat> um, and I think what they've actually done is is they've they've brought a a completely new playbook to crypto that just wasn't there before right So before Bored Apes came along, the playbook was to, to some extent the, the noun playbook right There's crypto has a certain uh, ethos you know around decentralization around sort of you know com- uh, community engagement, um, you know fairness, et etc et etc all these sort of crypto ethos that pretty much you know every single crypto project even up to this point. Um, either espouses or, or 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 definitely espouses in their, in their marketing material to kind of appeal to, to people, and Border Yacht Club didn't actually do that. Um, they basically brought a playbook from from fashion, <laughs> from streetwear, sure. and brought it to crypto, and 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 it succeeded, right? And the people I think who uh, who hate them. And, and I'll include myself in that for a period of time <laughs> didn't actually understand that like d- d- like didn't understand that the playbook they 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 flipped the playbook and they changed the playbook and that the the kind of the streetwear, the fashion the the popular culture playbook actually works in in crypto um and this is a massive thing because i mean you know we talked about doodles doodles basically, is is kind of following that kind of similar sort of popular culture playbook and you know pretty much all the i i i would call it all the modern sort of pfp projects um except for maybe like something like nouns is following the the exact same playbook that sort of bought pioneered and um that's uh I, I think people still haven't really wrapped their head around the fact that there, there is a new playbook um and 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 this is I think history will kind of, kind of look back on it and and will and will judge it like like they really really changed the, the entire crypto game basically because because I even see you know this just just permeating outside of, sort of NFTs right like every everyone in crypto will have to reckon with kind of this new playbook and and then now people are thinking okay so you know can we apply other kinds of sort of things in in from outside of crypto, into crypto and, and sort of make it work. And, and that's all comes, I think, from from the success of Border e Club.
0: Everything you said resonates with me. Um, you know, we saw it at, at you know, both of the N- N- NFT NYC this past year and, and the year before. Um, but this sort of, uh, you know, with ApeFest and, you know, the in-real-life uh, meetups uh, for people. I mean, I think that that was sort of a a missing element before um that like you know if you were just a holder of a CryptoPunk or you know something from art blocks I mean you weren't I mean I mean maybe people were getting together, but I don't think it was as common to do it in the way that that you know the folks from from board eight uh have done in this this past year with all the different artists from Snoop Dogg to Future to whoever else uh that they had like uh, it just, I mean, it just kind of blows your mind. It's the, to your point, it's something you would expect from a fashion brand or a streetwear brand like Supreme, uh, or kit, um, or a Million Dior. I mean, so like they, 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 you're right. They have applied, uh, a lot of those, um, you know, a lot of those tenants, uh, you know, to the crypto space, which is, which is, is, is vital. Right. Because I think a lot of people didn't really understand even me, like back in, 2017, I had heard of CryptoPunks, but I didn't, didn't understand a need of why I needed to buy a Crypto Punk. You know what I mean? And I think at that time, they're probably only like 30 or 40 bucks. Um, but, uh, you know, to, to, you know, in to, today's world, um, you know, I just, I just think it was just like a lightning in a bottle kind of situation. You had this, almost this like David versus Goliath with you know, the big brother CryptoPunk kind of sitting out there, you know, CryptoPunks had exploded just prior to uh, Bored Apes doing their launch. I mean, I think the the, the floor price for CryptoPunk had, had moved from, I want to say, like 10 ETH to 50 ETH and then had exploded even, even more above that. So you had this interest uh, for people looking for the next, you know, the next best thing. And I think even when Bored Apes had, had, were ready for people to mint, they didn't sell out on the on the first day if I'm not mistaken they, they still had a, a week or so where people could still claim um, you know board eighth but all of the activity uh, that happened after that and that's why I say like I mean the, the community um, has been you know so uh, robust um, you know obviously you know Gordon and, and Garga those guys are doing uh, you know, uh, amazing things behind the scene. Um, but really, like we talk about decentralization and, and Web3. I mean, the, the ape community kind of just took over, right? It, it almost reminded me of like the Shiba, or, is it the Shiba Inu? Like, or Do- 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 Dogecoin? Doge. Sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, Doge, like, where like, people were trying to push it to get to a, a dollar, right? And I mean, you could go on Reddit or whatever, and like, that's all people are talking about. And it felt like, you know, the community, once the community took a hold, you know, of uh, uh, you know, board apes, like that became the thing, but everybody at that time was looking for kind of like the next PFP, because I remember also there was a, a point in time where, you know, cryptodes, maybe not more than a couple weeks or a few weeks after, um, board apes had come out had also exploded. I think the, the, the floor on a crypto had gone up from like 0.08 to like 25 ETH in the very, very short time. So people were hungry, for uh, you know PFP projects and I just think board Ape just did it better than anybody else to your point and taking a, an entirely different playbook as opposed to just putting out you know 10,000 PFPs like cryptopunk they, they, they it's like they looked at the cryptopunk roadmap or the lack of one and said, all right well this is this is what we're going to do. We're just going to be the biggest brand in the metaverse and for them to be able to execute on that in such a short time frame is super impressive.
1: I think I think the the so-called you know hype beast um, mechanism is is definitely a valid one, um, but I, I would just add that um, I'm not sure that I would say that that was surprising that they applied that playbook to to um, to crypto NFTs, B- mainly because I think that um, that hype machine that you know Supreme or Kith represents. Um, it, it could be anything. I I don't think that the Supreme phenomenon, just to use that as a shorthand for, for what we're talking about, um, is necessarily a fashion thing. I think it's mostly about, um, brand, brand, um, what would we call it? Like it's about the science of, of making a brand. Um, and I think that the fact that, I mean, yes, Supreme, I mean, a lot of people, I think, would argue that Supreme isn't fashion <laughs> or or even streetwear at this point. And I, I think one good example is that, um, I mean, I don't mean to digress, but nowadays you can buy, if you go on eBay or whatever, um, you can buy Supreme-branded, like, fire extinguishers or, or you know, they have, like, tents or something, or, like water bottles or something. So they, they've reached a point where it's so ubiquitous that um, it's all about that red box logo and whatever you plaster it on is... You know, supremified, right? And I think that really says something about the science of making the brand, rather than. Uh, Kizum, that transcends hey. that really, and and I think that if you want to talk about board apes as as the equivalent as the the PFP project, that somehow transcended its crypto slash NFT origins and become this ubiquitous symbol of pop culture, then I think yes, there's an argument there. Um it, I just don't think that it it's necessarily um as, as Saber just mentioned I don't think it's necessarily a fashion playbook applied to uh to NFTs.
0: You know, it became a meme that like, man, would you rather have a bored ape or a Lamborghini, right? It was like well, man, I own. I I spent eight hundred bucks, and now my my board is worth one hundred and eighty thousand dollars, or whatever it was. Uh, you know when it was, I guess seventy ETH, and ETH was three thousand bucks, or whatever it was. So it, it 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 did have this sort of meme factor, and also it captivated the attention of you know just regular news like Bloomberg or or Forbes or whoever, and they're like, man, these you have these crazy people who are buying pictures of monkeys online. For a quarter million dollars, like it just like it just it completely, I think titillated the senses of this. It almost it, I want to say it for many people who who work, do not spend a lot of time online or with NFTs. It almost was like this, like uh, what do they what do they call it? like the what did they call that moment in the in the rebellion or the revolution? Like let them eat cake kind of moment, where it's like man, like these guys are so frivolous with with money. They're buying images of of apes online that you could just right click and save, right? And so. I don't know. It just created this sort of just like, I don't know, this huge fervor. I, I, it's hard to pinpoint, but I, 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 you know, I agree with you um, to a great degree as well. I've, you know, I'm just kind of tracing back the ins and outs of this. One day it's going to be a case study at business schools. Right. Of just like how they how they just moved uh, the needle of culture so much and. You know, when we think about music with the power of like SoundCloud and I think before that with like MP3s and how we move from CDs, like this as a mechanism uh, for artists and for brands, um, you know, to be able to, to reach and connect with different audiences and reward them for being, you know, early users. I just think we're just, we're going to look back in five years and say, man, it just it makes so much sense, you know.
2: That, that case-studying business school for, for Border Yacht Club, Will they? Will it be a case study on like Supreme, or will it be a case study on Obey? Like, which one is it? Like, <laughs> are they going to be like, you know, like, 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 like something that kind of reaches the highs and then and then kind of disappears, or, or or will it be something that's kind of perennially kind of relevant, like into the future? We'll still need to see this play out because I, if 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 they realize
0: what they're attempting to do with the other side, and they do create this you know, interoperable metaverse where people are coming in with their NFTs and with their communities and they're able to, to play games and do a bunch of other stuff. I mean, it could, it could get pretty large, right? I mean, they're already doing, I think other side crossed um, uh, a, a billion dollars in, in volume or sales or, or some large figure, right? Like the numbers that they're doing on the secondary side uh, for, for the entire YouTube collection are astronomical. You can only imagine sort of like in game um, purchases and different financial products that, that come from, from around that. And we've seen early models with Pokemon, Fortnite and stuff like that. So I'm just very, I'm just very curious to see, you know, where this goes from a utility standpoint to now you are not just owning a, a, the PIP, but now within the metaverse, you're able to do X, Y, Z. And so, um, I, I guess like the jury's, the jury's still out. I think they may, they very much may uh, they may be surpassing you know Supreme, who to your point, they be, Supreme has become somewhat ubiquitous through their different collaborations with groups like Nike and, and everyone else, and they kind of put stamp the Supreme logo on it. but um, I think what with, with Yuga Labs is at least uh, attempting to do, um, maybe much grander in scale.
2: Well, we're definitely going to be talking, We definitely talked more about the second place uh, project than we were <laughs> about the first place project. That's that's for sure. <laughs> um, well, that, so- that
1: shows where our votes are. Well, that. Well, yeah.
2: well, that. I mean, that shows. I guess the 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 the, the invoice, amount of, uh, of interest, the amount yeah. of interest, and the hype that the second place project uh, board it has. So, no further ado. Number one. I mean, everyone probably knows what it is. It's CryptoPunks. Um, so. Uh, the amount of votes they got was almost double. Second, whoa, board wow. yacht club. Um, they by far had like the most votes out of any sort of project. I
0: love, I have, I love the vintage uh, NFTs, and I hate to call it that, but like you know, you're talking about a 2017, uh, you know, collection, and there's just it's steeped in so much history. Uh, you know, there is no board a yacht club but for uh, CryptoPunks, right? And so it's, a you know, whenever we're in the barbershop and we're debating who the best basketball players are, it's like, well, is it Jordan? Is it Kobe? <laughs> is it LeBron? And it's just like, so, you know, when you're talking about CryptoPunk, I guess I'm not surprised because at the end of the day, you're talking about Jordan, right? You are talking about the most significant, um, you know, PFP project, the first uh, to, to really make uh, a cultural um, impact uh, in, in that collection. So I just think like, I think it's just a reflection of that. Maybe your, your audience was also giving some, uh, early alpha, right? I mean, I think the, the floor price over the last you know few weeks has gone up steadily, uh, for CryptoPunks. And it's been amazing to, to witness, you know, with, with board aid, you typically don't see a lot of movement with the sort of top percentile, uh, NFTs, but, uh, we have been seeing some, um, some of the top, uh, NFTs within the CryptoPunks collection exchanging hands. I think there, there were a couple zombie punks. There was one that that curated, which is an NFT fund they acquired. Uh, I want to say the other day that a uh, an ape uh, sold, uh, maybe it was 4561 or 4651. I'm a little dyslexic there. But uh, his his that he had sold previously, mm-hmm. uh, sold for 2600 or $2,691, some, somewhere in that neighborhood uh, for uh, his ape punk. And just generally speaking, I've seen a, a bunch of like hoodie punks, you know, selling in the, the 200 and 300 ETH range. And so it's just phenomenal to see that you have this, you know, in a market that we're in now that you have this quote unquote, maybe move or flight to safety. Like I think people feel like if, if you had to, to name one project that is going to continue to be around, it would be CryptoPunks, right? They've been featured, you know so much with uh, Sotheby's and their different auctions, Christie's as well that it has become uh you know this this important part of of art history as well, not just not just crypto art and you know so with that, I think we're starting to see the prices reflect like that that is like people start to look for um you know projects that have longevity we're seeing the same thing with art blocks with the crummy squiggles. Um you know, obviously the board ape continues to do well um but i think you know we're starting to see repricing in different rare pepe's like there is this flight uh or move i should say just moving capital uh to safety as opposed to just looking for the most you know speculative uh, nft project and so certainly cryptopunks deserve that distinction and i'm excited to hear that they were uh number 1 you got to give credit where credit is due.
2: Um, I, I love I love that you you made the comparison of CryptoPunks to to Jordan right and i'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think like using the basketball analogy is cryptocoms Jordan or is CryptoPunks Bill Russell? meaning like, like meaning like yeah. is crypto Jordan meaning is it is it still going to have kind of that financial clout you know where, where where people can sort of make the investment or is it Bill Russell where everyone goes, oh yeah Bill Russell's pretty good, but nobody's buying his shoes right? Um, so, so, you know, that's 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 something that's kind of yet to see. But I'll say that, like, the flight to safety point that you made was, you know, super relevant, I think, because unlike pretty much any other project out there, um, CryptoPunks has no founder risk, right? In, the, in that the, the <laughs> founders of CryptoPunks basically, like, kind of, like, gave them up for adoption, right? They <laughs> said, we don't really want you... Let 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 someone else adopt you, and while like at, in the moment that kind of seemed pretty like harsh and not very good for the project, it actually like de risked the project from from the point of view is that the, the, the like if any other like for example let's say let's take boarder yacht club right if the founders like gave up and boarder yacht club like that would do untold damage <laughs> to their floor price but yeah. the founders kind of gave up on CryptoPunks already um, they they kind of handed it off and you know i think a lot of people well, so I'm, so
0: cryptopunks so cryptopunks uh, recently announced that uh, heard, i, I want to say like the head of digital assets or christie's, um, christie's right yeah mm-hmm. so um how do you, how do you feel about that i mean this that kind of i mean i love your suggestion that hey listen this is a this is pure sort of you know, crypto owned by the community now, but it almost it almost feels like they still have
2: plans. I would hazard a guess that the majority of the of the current, um, you know, rise is is kind of due to expectations as to what will happen with, you know, that appointing of I think uh, non fungible nor um, as kind of the custodian of CryptoPunks. He left Christie's um, to kind of, you know, to to steer I guess CryptoPunks and and people just by pure um, expectation of the Yuga Labs sort of execution, sort of Midas touch, um, that there will be sort of some things um, down the track. Um, but, but, but I think that's that's still very, very different. Like let, let's pretend that, you know, that Noah doesn't do anything, right? Um, that, that kind of disappointment is, I think, far removed from like if the founder abandoned the project. Which I see like you're run. saying, like a,
0: you're saying, like an Azuki situation, yeah. Where like I think where people were like, oh wait, he had done a past rug pull or whatever, Like yeah, or my right.
2: Milady, or you know, any of those like super like founder, you know, abandoned the project kind of situations. Um, projects never really recover from those, and um, except for CryptoPunks, right? <laughs> so, so um, yeah, it's it's a very unique kind of yeah situation
1: since we, we discussed the, um, the topic of personalities coming on board, um, obviously Pharrell as like an ambassador for for uh, Doodles is quite different from uh, the Christie's guy going over to punks. Um, but I think it does say something. If, if you want to talk about um, legitimization or I guess association um, by, by association, I think that the fact that, you know, a, a very... Prominent or an iconic kind of musician slash rapper slash fashion icon uh, associating with with doodles um, sends a message that's you know very different from kind of like one of the oldest traditional art auction houses kind of lending talent to this marquee uh, PFP project right so I think I think there's something there that speaks to the fact that no matter what else you might say I think punks is now the kind of like, uh, I'm struggling for an appropriate analogy in terms of art, but it's become this like, you know kind of immovable grail slash like um, Marcel Duchamp or like Andy Warhol of projects, right? You can't Mm. talk about NFTs without referencing punks. And I think that one thing that I, I feel that, one thing that it does deserve over APES at least um is the fact that you know through a series of contingencies as as well as like um you could say because a lot of these things were not arguably premeditated um punks has acquired this narrative that is so powerful um and and it's kind of like a, a string of controversies really um and as they say like and you know bad press any any sorry what uh any, press, any is press is
2: good. good any, press? No,
1: wait. Bad press. All bad press is good press, or all press? <laughs> all press is good press. Well, <laughs> all press is good press. Right, right, right. So you know, <laughs> the rugging, the developed, you know, by the devs, the um, the V one punks thing, the 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 obviously the the IP and the Yuga Labs. All of those things, I think, came together to because they 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 all in each case, right? They highlighted. Um, Copyright issues, IP uh, issues that that are specific to this medium, right? To this new frontier of of creators and so on. So I think it it, it becomes this like case study that no matter el- what else you might think about the art or the or the community, um, each time we got an object lesson in what's at stake, really, uh, with with creators with with art uh in in this in this nft space and so you know i I think that whatever else um you might say on on the side of of apes in terms of their marketing or their supreme uh mechanism whatever um there is a lot to be said about the um the successive kind of debacles and and you know, that, those things that, that have plagued or dogged Punks uh, throughout its history. So I think on, on that account, I think that that's really very powerful. And um, many projects struggle to accumulate enough lore around their, or, or, or narrative around their project, especially in the early stages. I think Punks has had its fair share of, you know, that from the beginning. But I think that the way that the market and and how it's played out subsequently, I think, has really added to uh, its cachet as as a project with so much um, to unpack. Really, it, it reminds me of like the most important art movements or or, or or art figures in in art history, where a lot of ink is spilt to legitimize things and you know, that takes time because it, it it has to do with like who collects them, um, the kinds of like critical debates surrounding them, uh, you know, intersections with with pop culture, things like that, with the zeitgeist and with larger social movements, with political movements, all, all of that ties into to what gives art its value, the traditional art in a sense. Um, and, and so in, in the same, in, in the parallel way, I think that Pangs has accumulated a lot of that in a very, very short time. Um, and and that's why for me it's it's such an iconic uh, project.
2: Wow! No, expected to say kids are kind of show shell punks on the show, but there there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brent, Brent, I'll give you the last word before we before we kind of end the end the show. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I I, I
0: agree with everything you said. keyword word there being iconic, and um, you know, so I think all of the four that were named in the top four were, were all, were all interesting and fascinating for, for a variety of, of reasons, um, that are germane to each of the, the project individually. But, um, man, that's, that's exciting to hear that, you know, crypto punks are, are one. I love for my, my friend Jordan, that, that doodles made the top four. And, uh, you know, we, as a fund, will have to acquire, uh, a, a nouns at this point, <laughs> like we talked about it so much. So that's, you know, that's exciting as well. But, um, Listen, I really appreciate you guys having me on for a second time. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. And um, you, you said so. There, there, for the other categories, I'll be, I'll have to tune in and see, uh, you know, who's who are the favorite, like generative artists and things like that. I'm, I'm very curious to see uh, the rest of the results.
2: But, um, but anyway, thanks for having me on for the PFTs. Definitely. Thank you very much, Brennan. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on the show again.
1: Thank you for joining me for this episode of Flora's is Rising. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and follow. And give us a review on your favorite podcast app. Remember to also follow us on Twitter at Flora's Rising. You can reach out to us or send us a question. Just send us a DM at Flora's Rising.